Welcome to the podcast of Broadway Baptist Church in Lexington, Kentucky, and the preaching of Pastor Daniel Othman, a biblical church centered on Christ. Good morning. Happy Easter and welcome to Broadway Baptist Church. Uh, it is a glorious day uh, for so many reasons, ultimately, as we celebrate the risen Savior. Welcome to those here worshiping with us in the congregation. It is great to have a full house uh, here this morning. And welcome to those worshiping with us online as well. Uh, I'd like to open our service through the reading of God's Word. So if you would please stand at this time. I'll be reading Isaiah chapter 25. O Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you. I will praise your name. For you have done wonderful things, plans formed of old, faithful and sure. For you have made the city a heap, the fortified city a ruin. The foreigner's palace is a city no more. It will never be rebuilt. Therefore, strong peoples will glorify you. Cities of ruthless nations will fear you. For you have been a stronghold to the poor, a stronghold to the needy in his distress, a shelter from the storm and a shade from the heat. For the breath of the ruthless is like a storm against a wall, like heat in a dry place. You subdue the noise of the foreigners as heat by the shade of a cloud. So the song of the ruthless is put down. On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will make for all his peoples a feast of rich food, a feast of well-aged wine, of rich food full of marrow, of aged wine well refined. And he will swallow up on this mountain the covering that is cast over all peoples, the veil that is spread over all nations. He will swallow up death forever. And the Lord God will wipe away tears from all faces. And the reproach of his people he will take away from all the earth. For the Lord has spoken. It will be said on that day, Behold, this is our God. We have waited for him that he might save us. This is the Lord. We have waited for him. Let us be glad and rejoice in his salvation. For the hand of the Lord will rest upon this mountain, and Moab shall be trampled down in his place, as straw is trampled down in a dunghill. And he will spread out his hands in the midst of it, as a swimmer spreads his hands out to swim. But the Lord will lay low his pompous pride together with the skill of his hands. And the high fortifications of his walls he will bring down, lay low and cast to the ground, to the dust. Amen. You may be seated. That's my boy. <laughs> hey, I like that. That's good. I'm excited that you're here for our Easter service this morning. God is going to be present among us. I know that, and it's going to be an exciting day. We're going to be doing musical chairs today, however. Um, many of you know last night Brother Hurd was taken to the emergency room and spent the night there along with Marguerite and with Gail. They did send him home with some antibiotics, and I think he's doing better now. But Gail will not be here this morning. Uh, however, Sean and Kelly, who are going to be bringing our special music later, are here, and Sean's an excellent worship leader. And I'm a decent pianist, so I'm going to play the piano today. Sean is going to lead worship, and I'm also excited to have Daryl McFarland here as our organist today, and we're going to begin with a prelude, so I'd ask you to give your attention to Daryl and let him lead us in worship beginning with a prelude, Daryl.
Thank you so much, Brother Daryl. Church, let's stand together as we worship. Crown him with many crowns this morning. He is risen. Amen. Let me try it again, church. He is risen. Amen. Let's crown him with many crowns. Let me hear you sing it out. Crown him. Crown him with many. thankful he has crowned many crowns this morning. Amen, church. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you so much. We thank you for your blood that was shed on the cross. Father, we thank you that you did not stay in the tomb, but three days later you rose again. Father, we just praise you this morning because you are our king. You are the one true king. And so, Father, we, we exalt your name this morning. We lift you up. Father, we pray a special prayer of comfort and peace with Brother Hurd and his family, such a precious man of God. So, Father, be with the doctors. God, bring him back to us fully healed. Lord, we thank you ahead of time for what you're going to do this morning in this service. Be with the children as they present here in a moment. Be with Brother, Dave, Brother Daniel as he brings us the word this morning that, God, you will touch hearts and change lives. And it's your precious name we pray. Amen. Church, you may be seated. We have a special presentation for you this morning. It's so great to hear this beautiful choir last Sunday sing. Wasn't it great to hear them last Sunday? They did an amazing job, didn't they? But, and I think they wouldn't disagree with me, I think we got a better treat for you this morning. Okay? So we've got these beautiful children down here who are going to present some music for you. So will you welcome the children of Broadway Baptist Church to the stage? Good morning, everybody. I just wanted to read. I think working with children, it just enables you to see the innocence and the love of Jesus. Um, and I was thinking about it this morning, and this Bible verse came to mind. This is Matthew 18, 2. He called a little child to him and placed the child among them. Verse 3, and he said, Truly I tell you, 
unless you change and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. And I just think when we see the, the joy and the love and the innocence they have for the Lord, it just makes my heart happy and sing. So I hope you guys enjoy this this morning.
Y'all excited about children's sermon? Yeah. And after children's sermon, we have a special little egg. Right? Who's ever had one of these? That's true. So that's what we're going to receive. So, and I did want to invite. If we have any other children here in our uh, in the sanctuary, y'all come on down. Now's your time. You come gather, sit here on the floor next to Miss Sherry. So yeah, you, yeah, you come for a free piece of candy. So we're going to go through what we call the resurrection eggs. So this is so exciting. And parents, you'll be able to follow along as well with that. So I'm going to hand off. I'm sure you told me my mask is making a noise. Okay, wait, that's not. All right, here we go. I'm going to let you. Holness, why don't you open up that egg, and you'll tell me what it is. That's right, it's blue. And we want to open it up, and we're going to see an item in each of the eggs. All right, so Sherry Osmond just told me I need to help. So let's take a look here. A donkey. Let's, we're not on that edge yet. We're going to put these eggs over here. What, is, what does the donkey represent? Yes, ma'am. Jesus rode into Jerusalem. And see, these are palm branches right here. Last Sunday was Palm Sunday, and that's because Jesus rode in Jerusalem. It was his last week. All right, we're going to open up our pink egg. All right, are there 30 silver coins? I don't think there's 30, but what happened was Judas betrayed Jesus for 30 silver coins. This is only three. That would be a lot to put 30 in there. I tell you, Holdness, we might have to find a new spot for you. Uh uh-uh. uh. That's right. It is blue. You know your colors. We're going to find. Do you need a piece of candy? 
I'll give you, go ahead and give you your candy. All right, Holden's excited to be in church. All right, we'll open up this one. And what does the cup represent? That's a cup? Yes, ma'am. That's right. Jesus drank the cup and it said it, remember he said it represented his blood that he spilt on the cross. He shed on the cross so we can be forgiven. And Jesus celebrated the last supper. Will you open up this egg? What is that? That these are praying hands. Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane and he was praying to God. And he was very focused and intense on his prayer. See, we can we're sharing the Easter story by looking at these eggs. All right, Johnny, you take a look at that green one. That's not a shoestring, that's a whip. And that is what they whipped Jesus with. Jesus was whipped. Here, will you hand that back? When he went on the cross, before he was nailed to the cross. I bet it was very painful. It wasn't, wasn't, all right. There we go, pass, there we go, pass that down. The crown of thorns. What did they do with the crown of thorns? Yes, sir. That's right, they put it on his head. But was that painful? It was painful. And it, it bled and it hurt and they were mocking Jesus. So Esther, do you want to open this one? That's right, Esther. They nailed, they took the nails and they have you seen this before? And they nailed it him to the cross with the nail. Esther. I know, you're right, Johnny. It's a cross. So, all right, who, have, you, have you opened one? Would you like to open this one? Dice. And what, do you all know what the dice was for? Benjamin? No, they weren't playing video games, and we don't play video games with dice. Only Benjamin would answer that. Yes, ma'am. Esther? They were, that's right, they were gambling for his clothes. They didn't have video games back then. So, all right, let's take a look at this one here. It's a spear. What would the spear be for? Yes, ma'am. They took the spear and they put it in his, in his side. And yet they were they stabbed him with the spear. Yes, ma'am. All right, here we go. This one. That is a a linen white cloth. You know Jesus was wrapped in a linen cloth. They 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 wrapped him up and placed him in the tomb after he died. Where's Sophia? Sophia. All right. Take a look at this one. A rock, what would they do with a big rock? Levi? That's right, they put a rock in front of his grave as a seal. These days, we don't seal things with rocks, we use a lock, but back then they used a rock and it was very heavy. Now, this is the last egg. Sweetheart, what's your name? Jonah, come on down. Jonah, this is the last egg, that's really heavy. All right, here we go. Let's see what's in it. There's nothing in it. Why not? That is right. The tomb was empty and there was nothing in the tomb because Jesus had resurrected and he left. And that's what we're here to celebrate this morning. The tomb is empty. Jesus is alive. I'm so proud of you. Y'all have learned the resurrection eggs. Now, I need someone to have a closing prayer. Who would like to pray for us? Sullivan, or um, Anison, you, you, didn't, you didn't get to open an egg, did you? All right, so you come on down. I'm going to hand you the microphone, 
and you're going to you're going to say our Easter prayer. So let's bow our heads, and we're gonna we're gonna pray. Thank you for God that brought the cup. Thank you for God. Thank you for Easter. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, sweetheart. That was so good. All right, y'all want to go see Miss Sherry, and you're going to get a Cadbury egg, and then you'll go back and see your moms and dads at your seat. this morning. Let's stand.
Excellent. You may be seated, church. What an exciting morning. Amen. Amen. We are glad to be here to worship with you today.
Open your Bibles to the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 28. We're also going to be in John chapter 20. Benjamin's on the front row asking me if I'm going to preach. He's ready to leave. I'm thinking, no, man, this is Easter. Yeah, that's what I do. So, um, yes, we are going to look at the resurrection. We're going to be looking at a lady named Mary Magdalene. She was the very first person to see the risen Lord. Today is Easter. We come here this morning to celebrate an empty tomb. Just like we went through the resurrection eggs, we come to that white egg and it's empty. The tomb is empty. Christ is alive. This is why we have eternal life in heaven when we pass away. Because Jesus defeated death. We live in heaven when we die because Jesus has conquered death. And that's what it means to trust in Him as your Savior. He has come to redeem us. So if you're saved, you've been redeemed so you can go to heaven and be with Jesus. So open up your Bibles, Matthew chapter 28, and then a little bit we're going to be looking at John chapter 20. Those are our two scriptures this morning. God spoke to me in a way, an unusual way this week. Um, um, you know, we had the big Easter egg hunt yesterday and folks early this week were dropping off candy at the office. And I was up there and we had a, one of our wonderful church members, uh, Erstine Stapleton, stop by and bring some candy. And I casually made the comment to Miss Erstine. I said, yeah, it's Easter this Sunday. Um, Jesus coming out of the tomb. And you know, I said, also, on Christmas, Jesus is born in the manger. You know, it's, in many ways, I said, Miss Erstine, those are kind of the hardest sermons to preach because it's pretty predictable. You kind of know what to expect. I made that comment very casually. I walked back in my office and I sat down. And it was almost like, oh, it was almost, the Lord spoke to me. He said, Daniel, why, why, why did you say that? Why would you say such? It's predictable. God's asking me, has my son's resurrection become familiar? Has it become predictable as if this is just something we do every spring? Another Sunday, got white everywhere, got the little lilies, you wear your pink shirt, your pink tie, new Easter dress. You went by honey-baked ham like I did yesterday, stand in the long line out the door to get your ham for after church. You know that what the sermon's going to be about. Jesus is going to come out of the tomb. It's Christmas. Jesus is born in the manger. Just going through the routine every year, Christmas and Easter. A predictable, familiar miracle from God. And what we want to see here, and what I hope to show to you, is that this is not some predictable, familiar passage. This is the greatest miracle in the world. God died for us and was resurrected. The only human to do this. A sinless man. He came out of the grave and he lives today. And therefore we live. And I was convicted this week over just thinking this was another Easter. Because it's not another Easter. This is Easter that we remember why we're saved. So that's the story we're going to see here. I want to tell you about Mary Magdalene. Go ahead and turn there, Matthew chapter 28. Mary Magdalene had, had a difficult life. Do you know in the Bible, Mary Magdalene is actually mentioned more in the New Testament than any other woman. She's mentioned more than Mary, the mother of Jesus. Mary Magdalene was delivered, the Bible says, of seven demons. Could you imagine being demon-possessed? Not by one demon. One demon is rough enough. She had seven demons. And Jesus set her free. He redeemed and delivered her from that oppression. And then she faithfully followed him everywhere he went. She was right there throughout Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John with all the other disciples. She was there at the crucifixion, she was the last to leave at the crucifixion. 
In fact, she was the first to arrive at the resurrection. She was the first one to the tomb. She never forgot who redeemed and delivered her. It, it was not predictable. Has your salvation experience become familiar? There's such a danger with familiarity. You can go through life just, just uh, week after week, you know the seasons. As the seasons change, that's how we go. And God is saying, don't fall for that. Don't become that type of believer. Mary never forgot who she was saved from. She was demon-possessed. She was a child of the devil. And she was delivered into the light with Christ. So that's what we're going to see here. We're going to look at this passage. Matthew 28, verse 1. After the Sabbath, the first day of the week, that is Sunday. That's today. The week was dawning. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to visit the tomb. There was a violent earthquake because an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and approached the tomb. He rolled back the stone and was sitting on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothing was white as snow. The guards were so shaken by fear of him that they became like dead men. That's how God removed the guards. They literally froze in terror. They saw an angel, an earthquake, there goes the stone. So they are just, they become like, they just, they're helpless. They can't, they're frozen in fear. So they, they don't make it anymore, the guards. No problem about moving the big stone. The angel told the women, so these women arrive and they're there. They want to see and pay their respects to Jesus. And they show up and it, to lo and behold, it's a surprise to them. And the angel told the women, don't be afraid because I know you're looking for Jesus whom was crucified. He is not here for he has risen. Just as he said. So they're remembering, recalling the words. Jesus says he was going to do this. You've come looking for someone. Many of you have come to this morning. You've come to Easter. You're looking for someone. You're searching. Who are you looking for? The person you're looking for, he's not in the tomb anymore. The tomb is empty. And he says, you come inside the tomb and you can take a peek and you can come see the place where he lay. Because there's nothing left. There's no body there. There's just some white linen cloths. Then go quickly. After you come and look in the tomb and you see Jesus' body is not there, you need to go quickly and go tell his disciples that he's risen from the dead. And indeed, he's going ahead of you into Galilee. Galilee's a two-week, two-day walk. So they're going to have to travel north because that's where Jesus is going to meet them up there, his disciples. So departing quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy. You know, look at those emotions. When Christ does something in your life, when you experience God, there's, there's all sorts of different emotions involved. There's obviously this fear because they just met an angel. They realize, I, my life is going to change now. Yet also there's great joy because Jesus is alive. They ran to tell his disciples the news. And as they're leaving, look who they meet. It says, just then, Jesus met them and said, Greetings. They came up and they took hold of his feet. So literally, they're falling down at Jesus' feet and grabbing him. They're realizing, here he's alive. And at this point, we're still at the uh, Calvary. We're still at uh, the, where the location, the general area where Jesus was buried. And it says they took hold of his feet and they worshipped him. We've come this morning to worship Jesus the tomb is empty. We come and worship him. Then Jesus told him, told them, do not be afraid. Over and over again, we're having to tell these women, don't be afraid. I know you're scared. I know you're frightened. I know this doesn't make any sense to you. Because I was dead. I know y'all saw me. Y'all were the last to leave. I was all hanging on the cross. But now I'm alive. You go and tell my brothers to leave for Galilee. And they will see me there. Jesus is arranging a meeting in Galilee, a two days walk, to meet the risen Lord. 
These women saw Jesus. Mary's life had been upgraded. She was one that was demon-possessed. She was set free. And all of a sudden, she then lived and became a faithful disciple of Jesus as a life of upgrade. You know, we use that word all the time, upgrade. You upgrade your phone. You upgrade uh, 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 stuff that breaks your TV. Uh, you upgrade your wardrobe. You upgrade your life. <clears throat> you upgrade your boyfriend, your girl. I mean, you, just, you can go through and just upgrade throughout life. But let me even tell you, you can upgrade your animals. <laughs> I took Daniel Jr. and one of his friends to the Red Season Opera on Thursday, and we're driving up there. It was spring break, so I'm going to take these boys to go see a game. We're going up there, and I don't really know the young man who's with very well, so I'm talking to him, learning his family background, goes to another church. I say, so, so young man, what does your dad do? So my dad's a taxidermist. He says he mounts animals, and he's mounted every single animal known to man, including fish. I mean, anything. You can mount anything you want. You can mount. If you pay the money, you can get anything you want. I don't want that mount. So yeah, let me tell you what people do. Um, they... They go and shoot a deer, and he's always, there's busy seasons, the fall and the winter. And they take their deer, and they bring it to my dad. And my dad mounts it, and then you have in your living room an animal hanging on the wall. Let me, let's be honest. Who has an animal hanging on their wall right now? Vivian, you have an animal? Wow. Okay, all right. Five people have been to the taxidermist, that is. And he says, it's amazing. You can upgrade your animal. I go, what? Upgrade your animal? He says, yeah, you can go shoot a two-point, I may say a four-point buck. And that, that what you do is, if you're a hunter, you count how many spikes are on its head, little horns. But you can drop that four-point buck off, and a couple of months later, it comes back a 12-point. go, what? So, yeah, tax earners can do anything you want. He says, you can go fishing and catch a toothless shark. A toothless shark, if they even exist, that old half-dead shark, you caught it in the Gulf. You went to Florida and you caught this shark. And you just, you, you're proud of yourself. You paid hundreds of dollars to rent that boat. And then you drop that off at the taxidermist and it comes back with these huge teeth and it's scary looking. You say, where, where did this shark come from? They upgrade it. You can upgrade literally anything in your life, including the animals on your wall. Mary's life. Listen, folks. She met Jesus, and she had received an upgrade. And this morning, Christ comes to you. He's speaking to you, and he's saying, you know, you're, you're just a little four-point buck, and you're a toothless shark. And you come meet the Lord. You meet the resurrection. Resurrected Lord, the tomb is empty, and you receive an upgrade. The greatest upgrade we ever receive is we have been redeemed. We are going to heaven. And that is something Miss Mary Magdalene never forgot. Last scripture I want you to turn here. Last section here. John chapter 20. Here it is. We're going to read two verses. And then we're going to have an invitation to respond to the Lord. I want you to see what Jesus said to Mary. He called her by name, and Jesus calls us by name. He knew who she was. Jesus knows who you are. It says here, John chapter 20, verse 15. And we'll read these two verses. John 20, 15. You know, she, she, meets, um, she meets this man in the garden, and she thinks he's the gardener. Poor Jesus, he thought he was the gardener. So, And he spoke to her in verse 15. He said, Woman, Jesus said to her, Why are you crying? Who is it you're seeking? Like, why, why are you here crying at the graveyard? What are you looking for, ma'am? You are here crying because this, this tomb is empty. And you're confused. It doesn't make any sense to you in your life. Supposing he was the gardener, she replied, Sir, if you've carried him away, tell me where you've put him, and I will go take him away. So Mary thinks 
somehow the gardener has been messing with the tomb and Jesus' body is not there. She is not convinced that it's him. She just does not understand what is going on. And look what this one sentence says in verse 16. Jesus said to her, I mean, Mary is, Mary doesn't understand. And Jesus looks at her. She thinks she's talking to the gardener. And he says, Mary. Mary. He calls her by name. And her eyes were opened. And she understood. This is him. And this morning, Jesus Christ Children, He calls you by name. Adults, this morning, He calls you by name. If you're facing death, He calls you by name. Brother Hurd, He calls you by name. He knows you. The upgrade we've received is I am known by my Lord. I'm not a gardener. I'm just not someone coming to church on Easter. I'm not just going through these familiar motions. Like Miss Erstine, I told her this week, just another Sunday, another Easter, another Christmas. No, it's the greatest miracle ever. And Christ calls you by name. And He's calling you home this morning. He's saying, am I your Lord and Savior? Or am I... Just a familiar person. Something you do when it's Easter. I want to invite you to call Jesus by name. Jesus is inviting you home this morning. The tomb is empty. Christ is alive. And you need to trust in Christ as your Savior. Now listen, I want to give you an opportunity to respond. How do we respond to Jesus? We pray and ask Christ to become the Lord of our life. If you are lost, meaning you're confused like Mary was. She did not understand. She thought Jesus was the gardener. Jesus is not just some great religious figure. Jesus is not something that we as Americans just go, we, we go through checking off a box when it asks what religion are we. Oh yeah, I'm Christian. That's what I do. I identify as that. No. Christ is your resurrected Savior. He has saved you, just like He saved Mary from seven demons. He has saved you as well. And Mary Magdalene trusted in Jesus as her Savior, and, he, and she was faithful to Him all the way from the crucifixion and then the resurrection. She was faithful to the Lord. How do you respond to the gospel? You bow your head. I'm going to invite you to bow your head right now. And you close your eyes and you pray and receive Him. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, I want you to pray to yourself. God knows your heart. He can read your thoughts. He knows what your desires are right now. And you can receive Christ this Easter. You pray along with me. Dear Jesus, I am a sinner. I need to be redeemed. I come to you in faith and repentance, turning from my sin and turning to you. God, I receive you this Easter. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I want you to look up. And even our online folks, if you've prayed and received Jesus, you need to let someone know. We offer a public invitation. You can respond to Jesus. You should never be embarrassed to follow Jesus. We boldly, confidently follow the Lord. Listen, if Mary Magdalene can stay at the foot of the cross and watch Jesus die, and she can show up knowing those guards were going to be there to the tomb, to pay her respects to Jesus. You can do it too. She sets us an example. We never forget what we were saved from. We're going to heaven because the tomb is empty. We have an invitation to respond. Myself, 
I will be staying down here normally. I'm with Brother Hurd. He had to go to the hospital last night. He was out here for three hours at the Easter egg hunting and, and fell ill. He said he's going to be watching it online. Normally he's down here standing with me. So you be in prayer for him. And you can respond to the good news of Jesus. Let's stand together. Online folks, you send us a message online and we'll be getting in touch with you. David's going to lead us in a song with the choir. I'll be standing out front waiting for you to respond to the empty tomb. much, David, for that. Thank you, choir. I want to welcome everybody. Have a happy Easter. So it's always exciting to come here and worship the Lord. I do hope we have a big bulletin. Uh, if you didn't get one, you grab one in the back. You see a lot of things coming up. It has a lot of activities uh, and events coming up here at our church. It's a kind of a reopening, a homecoming here, so to say, here at Broadway. So I hope you're able to find your place for you and your family. We'd love for this to be your church home here at Broadway Baptist Church. Do be in prayer for our associate pastor. He's 89 years old. He's been in ministry for over 60 years. Brother Hurt stood out here. We had an Easter egg hunt, and he stood out there. And it was a little cool, and it was a, maybe a lot for him, and he wasn't feeling well, so he had to go to the hospital yesterday afternoon and evening. He got out this morning at 1.30. He called me and gave me an update on that, and he said... Uh, he, he's doing good, and he hopes to be back very soon. So we'll be continuing praying for Brother Hurd and Miss Gail for that. So I think we have a closing song All right, as well. We're going to sing a traditional closing, Up from the Grave He Arose. <laughs> 